The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb boldly going where no xfinity car has gone before it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez and just like I alluded to, it is the Xfinity Series heading to the Sonoma Raceway for the first time in the history, the storied history of the series. I, I, I could not believe it when I first read it, Cody. I was like, wait a second. And I was going up to look histories up and I thought, all right, here we go. La, 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 research. Wait, why is no, there's no Sonoma? Why can't I click Sonoma? Well, it's because they've never been there before. And now we get to see... Uh, Xfinity road racing two weeks in a row and for the first time ever in Northern California. Yeah, it's really shocking that Xfinity hasn't been here. I mean, this is a track that's been on the NASCAR schedule for a very long time. Uh, the truck series has come here many times um, and you would have thought like at some point, right? Maybe even in the eighties or nineties, like Xfinity was probably here. And then I was looking at them like, no, they've, they've never been here. So a lot of these guys haven't been on the track before. Uh, there's a, there's a, <laughs> A few guys entered that have been on the track before. Uh, we'll get into that in a sec. But as much as some things change, Rod, with Xfinity going to Sonoma, some things just stay the same. And one of those things that stays the same is NASCAR takes cars back to the R&D center after the week, and they issue penalties. Also, teams that really suck on the year like to cheat, apparently, because that's been the running case here lately. The, the latest victim of that, the number 43 team for Eric Jones, uh, NASCAR has issued an L1 level penalty for modification to the greenhouse. Uh, this appears to be the same thing that uh, Hendrick got slapped with earlier this year, not the Louver uh, penalty, but the other penalty that they had that was the, the 48 and the 9 car. Um, so it's a 60 uh, loss of 60 points and five playoff points for both the driver and the owner. Uh, Jones was already. I mean, sitting outside of the playoffs by quite a bit, but definitely going to need a win to get in now for sure. Um, the crew chief has also been fined $75,000 and suspended for two races. Uh, Legacy, their statement basically was, we're reviewing this and we'll get back to you basically. So um, they may decide to uh, to appeal. We haven't heard yet officially. I think they've got a few days before they have to make an official decision. But again, cars go back to the R&D center. Again, things have been changed. Again, this car is not fucking around with this new car. 
stop changing shit or you're going to get penalties. And they're just, I mean, they're, they're more generous than Oprah right now. Like you get a penalty, you get a penalty, you get a penalty here. You can have a penalty too. Like is they're not, they're not messing around on these penalties. Can you take 60 points away from zero? Is that, is that possible? Well, that, that's what I was saying about Briscoe <laughs> last week. I was like, does he even have 120? Because his was like 120 points. I think I, I didn't think he had 120 points to give up. So I mean, five playoff points. Was, if he had, if he passed the hat around, he couldn't even collect five playoff points at this point. So yeah. well, and Briscoe's was 25 playoff points. So like, even if Briscoe were to make it into the playoffs, he basically has to win each round, like because he's so he's going to be so far in the hole every single rate, every single round that unless you know a bunch of people have catastrophic issues and he just has great races every week, which. You know, unless we're going to Phoenix every week, I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, yeah, so again, the 43 car, they were really good last year, right? So if they'd have come out, if you'd have been like, oh, maybe they're modifying stuff, like maybe this is why they're so good. This year, they've been hot garbage. So it's interesting to see. And I guess maybe these teams are just so bad. They're just desperately trying to do anything to make it better. I don't know. It's the greenhouse but, effect. And, and I'll tell you this too. If, uh, if you, it's like taking, or it's like getting your, your checking account into the negative, right? No matter how many times you get paid, you're still trying to get out from underneath <laughs> that. Cl- that's exactly what's going on with these guys. Like they're in the negative, so they can get paid, but they ain't seeing any of that money. Cause it's going straight, yeah, to, <laughs> straight, straight to, to the, to the negative balance, to, to the overdraft. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, yeah. Not, not been a fun season for the 43. This just kind of piles on for that team. Uh, I think Legacy is ready to, to to flip the page to 2024, and uh, their their journey with Toyota will begin because uh, been a been a pretty rough one, which is unfortunate. Because I mean, going into the season, right, there was a lot of positives last year. They they won the race at Darlington, just straight up were were faster than everybody, like in the right position. It wasn't some weird fuel mileage or or shortened race or anything. Like Jones just went out and won the race, and after all the runs he had had earlier in the season, and Ty Dillon really lagged behind in the 42. But now you're putting Gregson in there off of what he had done in the Xfinity series. And I was like, okay, you got two really good young drivers here because Eric Jones is still a very young driver, super talented. And it was like, okay, looking up, Jimmy Johnson's going to run some races. And oof, maybe they need to switch back to the Petty GMS name. I don't know what the deal is, but it's uh, it's been a rough one for the Legacy a motor club makes me wonder if Jimmy's thinking to himself, "Yeah, I probably should have just uh, stayed retired." I mean, I'm sure he's I not think, hurt uh, for money. I, I mean, I think that luckily for him, he's probably just looking long term. And you know, it's like when you take over that uh, that orphan dynasty team. I don't, I, I don't know if you have this problem, but I like to do that a lot. And it's like you look at this team, you're just like, "Okay, it's you know, we're just going to lose for a couple of years here. <laughs> Things are going to be very bad." But uh, Eventually, maybe we'll get this thing on, on track. Like 12 kickers? Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you about Edge Boost. It is a fantastic way to get yourself a little bit of extra scratch in order to start placing some bets that you might want. This episode is proudly supported by Edge Boost. It's the world's finest bet now. Pay later. Visa card and Edge is currently offering up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. And imagine, really, what you could do with an increased bankroll. We just talked about going into the negative. Well, this will get you into the positive in a heartbeat uh, with some room to spare. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. 
Double down on your favorite bet that you like or even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. Now they offer zero interest. They're charging you zero interest. And I don't know, maybe you do, of a way that you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest. If you do, hit us up. We'd love to know. Although I do, it's called Edge Boost. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in just one place. Go support SGPN, but more importantly, support Edge Boost and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We've already got folks in the Discord talking about uh, their how they're going to use their edge boost too. I know there's a lot of folks that are waiting to place some some double down bets, and and edge boost is helping them do that. So good to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I know we're not getting into the betting yet, but I have one of my bets is definitely a uh, an edge boost double down bet because uh, I found one that I really really am in love with this week. Uh, I love it. Hey, listen, and and for those of you, I, I know that we we don't necessarily uh, spend a lot of time telling you why sponsors are sponsors, but you know, again, we're trying to help out the gambling community, and also uh, we we love that you guys are are just playing along and, and and supporting our sponsors because it keeps this show free. It keeps us able to do this for you for no charge, and any interaction that you have. With our sponsors, be it Shady Rays, be it Edge Boost, be it, you know, whoever, Underdog Fantasy, we'll talk about them in a little while. Even so much as interacting on on social media with these guys by tossing around the SGPN name, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast name, it, it does worlds to help us continue to keep this content free and and just having a good time with it. You know, these sponsors, they pay us to, to bring the word of their products to you. And, and by you guys doing that, like I said, the bosses recognize it. And they, they love to see when you guys interact and with them and buy our products and support the products that we uh, that help support this show. So, uh, again, it's, it's, it's not because we're trying to be sleazy salesmen. We really do truly believe in, in what we are, are reading about, and it just keeps this show functioning and keeps it going. Yeah, well, and, and that's, uh, I mean, it does. It goes to keeping this all free, right? I mean, we, we record these podcasts for you for free you don't have to pay anything for it all you have to do is listen to some ads like we we do that for everything right you want to watch a video you watch five second like that's just how it works and that's how things stay free which is great not only that we have amazing partners too and like uh, before i was even part of the sgpn crew i was an sgp listener and like i looked forward to the different ads because it would be you know bonuses on underdog or or you can buy sunglasses with shady ray or or get a discount with Coors Light. Like, there's so many different things, and, and they're all things that you can use and that are valuable to you. And you know, with some of these places like Edge Boost, you probably wouldn't hear about Edge Boost or know what it was if you weren't listening here. But now you do. Now you have the opportunity. You can see how great they are. Zero percent interest. So yeah, it's an advertisement, and that's just part of the world we live in. But there are also things that you know it's bringing attention to things of hey, this can help you, and you can use this. And, and, you know, I've got a whole article over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's edge boost based, right? It's, it explains what edge boost does for you. Gives out five uh, different futures bets for five different sports from MLB, college football, uh, F1, trucks. I dropped the truck series in there even. Like it's all over the place and how you can use different things uh, with that. So I, I think it's great. 
Um, and I really appreciate all of our sponsors. And I know a lot of you use them because we get questions, we get people you know, sharing stuff that they've done with it. So that is always, uh, always awesome as well. And, and let's just face it, Cody, the listeners of this particular show are amazing anyway. So like pat yourselves on the back because you already know it. We gush over you all the time. And I think that's probably why you keep listening to us because we keep feeding your guys' egos, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, uh, you guys are the best. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to spend another 20 minutes. I could, but I won't spend another 20 minutes just telling you guys how awesome you are and how, uh, like like I said, the bosses keep noticing. And that's all we care about is as long as you guys are happy and, and keep us going, we will continue to feed you with fantastic content, or at least Cody will. I'll just be here in the seat uh, <laughs> keeping it going. Yeah, I don't know about that. But anyways, <laughs> back uh, to the racing. Back to the that. racing, yeah. There's, there's there is... Uh, there's, there's 41 entries yes. for 38 spots in this race. Um, some some cup guys coming down. Ty Dillon is going to be in the four car for JD Motorsports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to count that one, it's it's listed. Here, it's there. So we'll He's there. Uh, Daniel Suarez is going to be in the 07 for SS Greenlight. Uh, AJ Allmendinger. I've heard he's somewhat decent on road courses. He's going to be in the 10 car for Colig. No surprise. Kyle Larson. Also heard he's decent at road courses. He'll be in the 17 for Hendrick. Um, Ty Gibbs, he's going to be in the 19 car for surprise Gibbs. Uh, Connor Mozak is back in the 24 car. Eric Amarola is going to be in the 28 car. Um, Ross Chastain going to be back in the 91 car. We'll, we'll talk Again, about we're that gonna talk about Yeah, we're going <laughs> to talk about that, but those DGM cars are not good. So I, I it's great that he's, he's hanging out with these lower tier teams that helped him when he was nobody but why he keeps going back to them at this point I, I don't really know but we'll get into that more but yeah it's so a loaded entry list as far as uh as those guys also some road course ringers got mason flippy um uh, let's see perez, brad perez is going to be in one of these cars honeyman lupton so yeah it's uh there's a lot of people in this race for sure but notably of course all those cup series guys that are uh so last week we had Road course race. It was super fun. Only the Xfinity guys. We didn't have the Almondingers. We didn't have the Gibbses. This week, you got everybody. You got Larson. You got Gibbs. You got Almondinger. And then, of course, all of your uh, your regulars, Eric Amarola, getting some laps. I don't think we'll look too much into him. Daniel Suarez, again, we'll talk about that. I don't know what to expect much from that SS Greenlight entry. but uh, And then Ross Chastain. We'll, we'll, get, we'll touch on on most of these guys, I think. Uh, yeah, we definitely will, because you can't, you can't not acknowledge the fact that all of them are in there, and it's it's tough to it's tough to ignore because, especially in this case where it's a road race, and you almost don't know what to expect with a lot of these guys. Uh, and given that Xfinity's never been on Sonoma, you still can't necessarily predict. This is a a. I mean, listen, when I sat down to handicap this race, I was like screw it. Like, I'm just going to go with things that I want to see happen because at this point, you know, you can make the case for almost anything to happen with all of this going on because you can't necessarily translate Cup Series success onto the Xfinity Series in this track, on this track. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to take into account. And so I was just like, you know what? I will go off of what I've seen before because you can't go off of track stats for Xfinity, but you can go off of track stats of, of some other road courses, which we will. But at the again, we talked about it in the Cup Series. This is a different animal. This is a shorter road course now because they've cut off that, uh, that what, six-tenths of a mile to make it a 1.9-mile track. They're only going 80 laps, right? And there's no stage breaks. So 
there could very easily be a scenario where Kyle Larson takes the pole on this, which he's done in, in the Cup Series five times in a row, right? And then just drive off into the sunset, into the beautiful California western sunset. That could happen. And it's very, very possible that it could. The odds suggest that that's exactly what's going to happen. So, but again, we just don't know. There, there are there are other drivers out there that want this. There's cup drivers that are successful. There's Xfinity drivers that make successful on road courses out there too. So, a lot of different things to take into account for this race. Yeah, and I think uh, again, these back to back weeks of having road courses, having zero cup guys compared to having all these cup guys. You get to see the positive sides of both, right? We had a great week last week. I know you were gone, but I had Mike Bachman on with me. We both hit some really good bets, had some solid stuff. Some of that stuff was a lot shorter odds. And now you add all these cup guys into the mix, and you can find some of the same guys to do some of the same stuff for three, four times the value they were. Is it going to be harder for them to do it? Of course, because now there's these cup guys in the field, but it's not an automatic. They're not going to do it. They're still good. They're still going to be in those same spots compared to the other Xfinity guys, most likely this week. And it's not a promise that Kyle Larson, AJ Allmendinger and Ty Gibbs run away with this. Of course, that's the most likely outcome. Yes. But it like every other time that there's cup guys in the truck series or cup guys in the Xfinity series, it bumps everybody else's odds down, not only in the outright market, but in the top three market in the head to heads. And it gives you more value throughout the board. So, Again, I don't think there's really one way or the other is better. I think there's just different ways to look at both of them, and you can find a lot more value on the board in a week like this. So that's what I'm looking for specifically. Sure. Give me the tough week to come back to. <laughs> I appreciate that. What's uh, I'm looking at some of these lines. Well, we got, we got, to, we got it. We got to do this real quick. We got to take care of okay. business real quick. Then we'll look at the lines. Then I have a question. I definitely have a question. Cody, I know you're a gigantic best ball mania guy. You love you some underdog, right? How many, how many oh. lineups, how many lineups oh. you got already? Uh, it's, it's, uh, I've tried to take it a little bit easy this off season. So it's only North of like 20 at this point. So but, best uh, you're loading up on best ball mania four lineups already, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I've I've been loading up on best ball since the day after the Super Bowl when uh, <laughs> yeah, when when Underdog opened them up. So. Well, Underdog is definitely opening up best ball mania for it's here. They're giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Cody's going to win it all, uh, but you can still try to find your way to uh, to the top prize. Plus, you get second plenty of second place. <laughs> second place still wins you a little bit of money uh, too. But don't worry about that. Give Cody all that fifteen million. Uh, plus, you always also always got plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, MLB, all those player prop parlays. If you want to get in on it now and take Cody's money, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN. You get a hundred dollar, a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Fight Cody for fifteen million dollars. All right, Cody, you had a question before I cut you off because. You know, we got we got to do those things. Uh, so, yeah, what, what was your question? Yes, again, Underdog, an amazing platform. And, like, the, the size of the big contests they have mm-hmm. and the amount of money that they pay out, absolutely incredible. Love Underdog. So, I play, I again, fantasy football addict here. Love them. They're one of my, uh, my though they're for sure my favorite platform as far as best ball. So, definitely go support them. Um, but anyways, yes, my question so I'm looking at the odds over here on uh, I, was, I was doing a little shopping, you know, last last second shopping, make sure there's nothing out there that I like a little better. Um, so I, I pulled up DraftKings. I look at Xfinity odds. Um, 
I think there's only five drivers entered in this race, according to DraftKings. So oh, it's going to be a battle, five-man battle between Ty Gibbs, Sheldon Creed, Sammy Smith, Karam, and Ty Dillon. Those are the only five guys listed. And I really feel like uh, at 25,000, so 250 to one, you can get Sage Karam. And at 500 to one, you can get Ty Dillon. When there's only five cars on the track, some pretty <laughs> solid value. Uh, so I, I don't really know what's going on here. I don't know why they've only got five guys listed. I was confused as but well. I thought that that was interesting. Yeah. I opened it up and I thought, well, hold on now. You're going to completely shy away from every. Do you really not want people to bet on outrights for this race? I know that Kyle Larson and AJ Allmendinger are going to get a lot of action, but you might want to at least offer them. I don't know. It's, uh, whatever. But I thought that was funny. Obviously, I'm sure that's a mistake and they'll have it updated soon. But I wanted to point it out because I thought it was funny. Yeah, I think the Gremlins ate the rest of the entries for that one. It was just, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, this is. I'm so glad that you other guys books just, had this. You guys are hitting them so hard early in the week they can't handle any more action except <laughs> on those six. They're like, okay, we want you to really bet on these six guys specifically. <laughs> we're aiming toward this. We know that we're going right. to win. Yeah, we we know that we're going to take your money if you <laughs> bet on these guys. We, we've already got enough action on everyone else. If you could just uh, bump bump these guys up for us. <laughs> I love it. And then also points bet, I noticed they have uh, Josh Berry listed as Joshua Berry, which uh, is the first Ooh. time I've ever seen that. Interesting. It's if... Pretty funny if you pay attention to some of these things. DraftKings, uh, the fantasy, like when we're doing the, the fantasy lineups too, if you ever look at the pictures or the team names, it's it's entertaining because a lot of times they're not they're not correct. But not anyways, close, I digress. I guess we should probably get into bets because that's what people are here for, Rod. I probably think we should. I think it's about time to do that. Again, it is the DoorDash 250 from the Sonoma Raceway in beautiful Sonoma, California, which I will be driving through. I won't be able to go to the Xfinity race, but I definitely will go to the Cup race uh, on Saturday. But Sunday, or uh, Sunday rather, but Saturday, uh, they definitely will be warmed up, and it will be 80 laps around this 1.990 track. First time Xfinity's on it, got no track stats for you. So uh, it's that's good enough for us. We can just get into the bets at that point. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, I'm going to start off. This this is the one I was talking about that I really love. Uh, this would be my edge boost double down play of the week for Xfinity. Austin Hill over Ross Chastain, minus 135 over on Superbook. Why is this a matchup, Rod? I, I, I know that Ross Chastain is a Cup Series driver. I get it, okay? I do. But Austin Hill is like the most consistent Xfinity driver. He's good everywhere. He's good week in and week out. And Ross Chastain's in that DGM 91 car. That's not that good. So let's go back and take a look. Ross has been running only in that 91 car for DGM when he races in Xfinity the last couple of seasons. This year, he's got two starts, both on ovals, but 18th and 24th. So again, not showing much speed, not getting much done. Uh, last year, he did run three road course races in this car. He did finish fourth place at, an Indy, at the Indy road course. Um, so he did have one solid finish in that. I will give him that. 17th at Coda, 28th at Watkins Glen. Not impressive there. Austin Hill, fifth place last week at the Portland Road Course. Prior to that, three straight fourth place finishes in a row. Different styles of tracks, different sizes of tracks. Doesn't matter. He's always in the top five, always in the mix at the end. Um, so again, fifth place last week at, at Portland. He did finish 37th at Coda. He had some mechanical issues early on in the race. Didn't get to run many laps. Last year, though, second place at Coda, third place at Portland, fourth place at Road America, ninth place at Indy Road Course. He did have a 24th at the Roval and a 30th at the Watkins Glen, so 
and I believe both of those were mechanical issues. So it can happen to anybody, right? And and on road courses, guys are going to have those weeks. If you get even if you get spun out, you could be running first the whole race. You get spun out on the last lap, you go from first to thirtieth just like that because everybody's on the lead lap, and that's just how it goes. So that's always a, a possibility. But he's been very very consistent on road courses. He's been very consistent on ovals. He's been very consistent on dirt. He's been well. I don't think they've raced. I guess Xfinity doesn't race on dirt. But if they did, he would be consistent there. He's been he's been consistent on super speedways. He's been consistent driving his go kart around the the track. I, I I don't know. Everything he does, he's consistent. He's just consistent. And Chastain, I get it. He's a Cup Series guy. I guess that's why you get this matchup. Which to my earlier point of this offers you value. And even though it's juiced up minus one thirty five in Hill's favor. This is an easy one for me. Give me Austin Hill over Ross Chastain, minus 135. This one's over on Superbook. So I totally agree with you on this one. In fact, if you find you can actually find it at minus 120 oh, over on on uh, <laughs> Caesars. Yeah. I have not looked at Rod's bets yet. This is also Rod's first bet. <laughs> hey, that's all right. But listen, I, I'll I'm actually change mine to minus 120 then. Yeah, it's at 120. Um, it wasn't Superbook. I have to find it again. I I wrote it down, but I didn't. I didn't actually write this one down, unfortunately. Uh, but I'll find it for you by, by the time it's over. But I do agree with you on this bet. And and again, it's just that 98 car has been uh, redonkulously bad. But I will actually add, and, and I found another one that's priced at the same, minus 120 over on, uh, on Caesars. And it's actually Hill over John Hunter Nemechek. So let, let's, uh, let's put that one as my official uh, first Oof, bet. I don't, like, gonna, I don't like that one as well. Well, but this is look at John Hunter Nemechek. By the way, it's minus one twenty. This is even crazier. DraftKings is where it's at, so they go. don't have they don't have winner odds up, but they got head heads. Sure, Ross is favored in this one, or no, he's not. I guess it's Hill is favored at minus one twenty. Yeah, but Ross is still minus one ten, which is that's what I'm unbelievably saying. stupid. Yeah, <laughs> Ross is at plus money on SuperBook. He's at like plus one thirty five or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, so, but look, for John Hunter Nemechek, look, I get it, and I get he ran well yesterday, he was one of the, or last week rather, he was one of the better cars there, He's he's been one of the hottest drivers in the circuit this season too, but you're talking about consistency, you're talking about Hills being consistent no matter what, no matter who, no matter where, John Hunter Nemechek on the other hand is is. I, I don't know. He drove with the cup guys before and wasn't necessarily uh, at that level yet. There's several cup guys in this. Hill can kind of hang with those guys. I think John Hunter Nemechek, this may be one where he's going to get shuffled around toward the middle of the pack. And even if he does run inside the top 15 to the top fe- top 10, rather, I still think Hill has the capability of running around the top seven or top six right where he's been, the top five. I mean, it'll be a little more difficult to crack the top five with Gibbs with Larson with Dinger right that's already three guys that if they're all in the top three I wouldn't be surprised but you look back at like five or four five and six Hill's probably going to be around that John Hunter on the other hand not necessarily uh all that I in my opinion I don't think he can run there each and every time with all these cup guys around him um and this season really he's got 11 top 10s and 13 starts that's great. I mean, that's that's consistency right there, and that's what you want to see. Um, but in his road course, uh, just history in Xfinity altogether, he's only got two top tens in seven starts. So you talk about road courses where, Cody, you said you could be up front on, on the very last lap in the very last corner. You get spun out by your teammate, and you try to go retaliate. Well, now you're all the way back in 16th or whatever 
wherever you finish that's not where you were when you actually uh, head out on it. So, and for for uh, for John Hunter, a tenth place finish was salvage, salvaging a day. That very easily could have been a fifteenth place or whatever. So, you know, I, I just again to me, he doesn't have the road course experience in Xfinity to justify maybe picking him over Austin Hill, who you just laid out the perfect case for that guy. He's he's always there. He's always around the front. No matter what happens, he's always there. Okay, you talked me into it because I wasn't really digging that one as much before you started talking, but I do like it. And Hill's just Hill's consist again, just talked about his consistency. Like that's the thing that really does it for me here. I'm going to make a case for John Hunter Nemechek in a bit here, but I think that both taking both sides of these is, is going to be good as far as that goes. So I, I, again, I was not for sure when you changed that there, but you talked me into it. So good job, Rod. I can convince uh, Cody. I <laughs> love it. I, ju- I was just shopping also while you talk. I can't believe these lines are fine. And this, this, I love this week. It's going to be a great week. Uh, there is a lot of value to be had this week. Thank you, Cup Series guys, for joining the party because, boy, it helps. Next up for me, I'm going to go with Cole Custer over Sheldon Creed, minus 110. Might be the first time I've bet on Cole Custer since early this season when I actually loved him. Uh, but you know how it goes. Uh, Creed showed us last week, like one of the best cars all day long was up front throughout the day. And what happens? Like it always happens. Roddy doesn't close the deal. He doesn't get the win. And that's why I'm going to bet against him this week. I, I, it's all there. Could he come out and be the best car again this week? Could he win this race? Yes, but he's been the best car 10 different times and he has not won an Xfinity series race. And, it sucks because we saw him do it in the truck series. Like he owned the truck series. He was so good. He just can't seem to get the deal finished in Xfinity. That's why I'm going to fade him. Custer, uh, Custer was good, right? Last week, he wasn't great, I wouldn't say. He, he was top five all day. Uh, wasn't the best car by any means. He ends up winning the race because he's at the right place at the right time at the end of that race, sitting in third place or fourth place, whatever it was, when Parker Kligerman just said, fuck it, and and shot in there with no chance and wiped everybody out. But um, but for me, this is just, I can at least, based on the way Custer's been going lately, we've talked about it a few times, right? Like, he's been getting solid finishes. Hasn't had the best car anywhere, but he's been getting solid finishes. It turned into a win last week for him. I can count on him to get me solid finishes here as of late, whereas Creed, even if he's got the best car, he doesn't get the finish. And I hate it. I don't even, I don't want to bet against him because I want him to get the finish. Like, I want to feel confident to go bet him to win this race, and I can't because he just doesn't finish them, and it sucks. But when it comes to betting, that's the stuff you have to watch for. If you can't trust a guy to finish the races, you've got to bet against him, and that's what I'm doing here, taking Cole Custer over Sheldon Creed, minus 110 on Superbook. His post-race interviews are painful. It's just you see the hurt on his face. He he doesn't get upset like he's not pissed off. He's just he's sad, which is worse. (laughs) I don't want to like watching your child like just be like super bummed out about what just happened. And it's like, I would rather you just be mad so I don't feel so bad. Like, geez. My favorite (laughs) Canadian dog look. He's got the glasses. Like, 
the whole thing and it's like oh just i want to give him a hug through the tv because it's like a buddy i'm so sorry we all want you to win okay (laughs) maybe i'll go to uh go to the xfinity maybe i'll try to go to the Xfinity. yeah yeah, if you end up making the xfinity race give shawla creed a hug give a big hug. i feel bad for the guy i'm sorry buddy maybe he'll (laughs) still be there i don't know maybe he's not flying back yet but uh, yeah, it's just so painful to watch. My my favorite Canadian driver, not from Canada, but from California, yeah. <laughs> Sheldon Creed. Yeah, he's going to be a home race for him this week. I know. <laughs> well, it's a little farther up than well, yeah. home state. Home state. <laughs> so, uh, All right. I am going to take a head-to-head as well for my next bet. I'm uh, going to break Cody's heart one time. And we talked about this on Monday's show. Uh, it might be time to just start taking Parker Kligerman and, and fading him. Uh, and I'm going to take Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman. This is at minus 110 over on Superbook. And really, by all rights and accounts, it's this is more of just a, I'm going to fade Parker Kligerman. And and listen, he had a 14th place finish at Portland last week. He was running very well. He did have a good car, found himself at the front. But for whatever reason, he shot himself in the foot and decided he wanted to just, you know, win the race at all costs. Damn the torpedoes. Give me my my position. Unfortunately, it cost him quite a few. I'm not saying that that's going to happen again this week, but he's riding a string of pretty bad finishes. 38th at Dover. 13th at Darlington's. Okay, but again, for Parker Kligerman, you expect more. You expect these top five finishes that you were seeing from him, top ten finishes in, for, that you were seeing from him earlier in the season. But 38th, 13th, 38th, 14th doesn't necessarily instill a ton of confidence in me. And you look at his road course history as a Xfinity driver, four uh, top tens in nine races, one top five. Not bad, not bad at all. But the young talent of Sammy Smith is is where I think I'm putting my money. We didn't see that last week. I don't. We don't. We I talked about it in the recap show. We don't know what happened to the 18 car. We saw it struggle. We saw it just do things that we don't normally well, see the 18 yeah, car do. That. That shifter issue was, yeah. was right a couple laps in, and he just, yeah, it was yeah. rough from there. <laughs> that was it. I mean, you can't, if you don't, can't shift on a road course, then you're really screwed. Uh, but, you know, Sammy Smith already won a race this season, right? He's got five top tens in his 13 starts. Um, just a talented young kid that we know is going to tear it up. That was his first taste at a road course, right? The the Portland was the first, uh, first time he'd been on a road course since Coda. And Coda, he actually... Uh, finished fourth. So there's some good track record there as far as road races for Sammy Smith. So, you know, listen, I I just, I really do feel like he's got a good future in front of him. Like I said, that encouraging, he started second at Coda, finished fourth for, uh, for the season already, which means I think he could do well at a road course. Whereas Kligerman, yeah, he started fifth in Coda, but he finished 31st rough day for him out there on that track. Uh, but again, I like the young talent. I think he's going to get it done this week. I think that last week at, at Portland left a bad taste in his mouth. I think he's ready to uh, to do more of the coda than the Portland. So give me Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman minus one ten uh, over there on Superbook. Yeah, this is the exact same bet I gave out last week. They're offering it again this week, and I I was on the Sammy Smith side as well. Obviously, it didn't work out because he had the issues, but. Both Mike and I talked about last week. We expected Sammy Smith to be one of, if not the best car in the field. We never got a chance to see that because of the shifter issues. That's caused me to back off of him a little bit this week, which could be a mistake because if we expected it last week, 
why should we not expect it again this week? If he's good at super at, at road courses, he should still be good at road courses. I know he had the one mechanical issue. I kind of hate that I don't have any bets on him this week. So if you're going to take a bet, this is the way I'd like to do it. I still, Kligerman's made it through two weeks without having mechanical issues. That might be a new record for them this season because it's been rough. So does he, can he make it through three weeks, especially in a West Coast swing where, you know, I don't know if they're running the same cars exactly. I know they don't have to this year like they've had to in the past, but uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Next up for me, this matchup, this one is is also insane. So over on DraftKings, DraftKings, again, not offering much for outrights at the moment, but they're killing it on the head-to-head pricing. They've got Justin Allgaier matched up with Daniel Suarez, and Allgaier is minus 110 to Suarez. What is Suarez? Is this the one where, yeah, Suarez is minus 120 in this matchup on DraftKings. There are some other books where they have the same exact matchup, and Allgaier is minus 160 in the same exact matchup, and he's the underdog here at minus 110. So that alone shows me somewhere there's, you know, different people are valuing things differently. So love me some Justin Allgaier this week. He just finished second last week at Portland. I understand Daniel Suarez won the Cup Series race here last year. I get it. Was he the best car in the race? No. Was he the second best car in the race? No. Was he in the right place at the right time? Did he do what he needed to do? Did he execute? Did he get his win? Yes, absolutely. And that's great for him, and I love it. But I don't necessarily have the faith that he can come out and, and show up this Xfinity Series field like he got his win last um, last year here in the Cup Series. Justin Allgaier, again, coming off of the second-place finish last week. He was fifth place at Coda. You go back to last season, he had a fifth at the Roval, a third at the Indy Road Course, 12th at Road America, fifth at Portland. Super consistent finishes. Did have a 33rd at Coda and a 38th at Watkins Glen where he got wrecked on like lap two and never really had a chance in that one after being one of the fastest cars in practice. Of course, I had a bet on him that week, so that's why I remember that so so great. But uh, overall, been pretty solid run. Suarez actually has not run in the Xfinity Series since 2018. He's a former Xfinity Series champ, so you know he's gotten it done before. But that was all with Gibbs. This is going to be with SS Greenlight. This team is interesting. They've had some flashes in the past. So they were a Ford team, and Custer was running races with them um, with Stuart Haas prepared cars a couple of the last couple of seasons. And it was crazy because you'd come out one week and Custer would win at Auto Club, and then the next week they'd have somebody else and they'd run dead last. So is Trackhouse helping with this car? You want to say probably, right? But they don't help Ross with the DGM cars. <laughs> So are they helping Daniel when they're not helping Ross? Obviously, I mean, if they, if they are helping DGM, I wouldn't admit that because you can't tell. So is Trackhouse helping this car? I, I don't know. So let's go back and look at what SS Greenlight did last week at Portland. Preston Pardis, a road course ringer who's raced in JRM equipment before, 31st. And Stefan Parsons, 37th with overheating issues. So was not a good performance by the SS Greenlight cars. So you're giving me Allgaier, a guy who's good week in and week out. We know he is. He got his win a couple of weeks ago. That's like seven years in a row he's gotten a win. He's got 20 Xfinity Series wins now, I think. Getting pretty high up on the all-time wins list for that series. Um, and he just he's pretty consistent on these road courses, most of the time getting good solid finishes. Don't know what to expect out of Suarez. Don't know what to expect out of him in this car. And the fact that Allgaier is minus 160 on some books, but only minus 110 on DraftKings, 
I, I think that's a, a misprice by DraftKings. Get on that early because you know once we start to see speed and stuff, you're not going to get that. The head head might not even exist by Saturday. So get in on that one early. All guy over Suarez minus one ten over on DraftKings. That's the thing about these JRM cars; they're starting to resurge, and i i wouldn't I wouldn't take a lesser team at this point, even with a Cup driver over uh, a Justin Allgaier or even a Josh Bear, a Joshua Berry. Or, I mean, look, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. It's tough to go farther down the list than that, but uh, definitely those two drivers for sure. And yeah, I mean, I love Allgaier. Like this, don't get me wrong. We'll make a case for him. Uh, oh, I'll make a case for him a little bit later as well. So if, if, if mine cashes, then yours definitely cashes. So uh, I like that as well. All right. I am going to uh, place my next bet, and I am going to take <laughs> over Riley Herbst at minus 110 uh, over there on Caesars. Uh, that is going to be my next bet. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who may not know, and this may be your first time listening to one of our shows, uh, the number 11 car's name shall no longer be said. So instead of saying, I will say uh, the number 11 car. Uh, and, and that's where we go from that. So the number 11 car uh, over Riley Herbst. And, and we have gone on at length in the last few weeks just talking about how frustrating it's been to be a fan of of Riley Herbst and just seeing just the last God since Richmond. I mean, he started out the season on a tear. Uh, he had six top 10 finishes in his first six races. But after that, Richmond 23rd, Martinsville 30th, Talladega 23rd, Dover 21st, Darlington 38th, uh, Charlotte 14th, Portland 38th. In that span, he has failed to finish four of those races, crashed out of three of them, and then had engine problems at Portland last week. How much more do you have to suffer? This is like the trial of Job for for Riley Herbst. He's just getting pummeled by all of these plagues, and it's it's tough. And we talk about momentum being a thing. Well, momentum works both ways. Momentum can propel you to great heights, or it can keep you mired in the bottom of the field. And so far, that's exactly what's going on with, with Riley Herbst. I almost just throw out his entire track record at anywhere at this point just because of the fact that sometimes it doesn't matter how good you've run on a track, it doesn't matter how good you've run in the past, if you're stuck in your head, if you're having a bad slump, that 0 for 35 at the plate can turn into 0 for 45 real quick because you're swinging early, you're taking chances where you wouldn't have taken chances before, you've done things that you haven't necessarily, you're out of rhythm, you're out of sync, and it just that shows up on the track. 18 road course starts for Riley Herbst, seven top tens. So it's not as if he's the greatest of, of road course racers uh, in the Xfinity series. Watkins Glen, he's got one top ten and two starts. Uh, you look at what he's done also in uh, in Austin, three races, one top ten start. So it's very much hit or miss for Riley Herbst uh, in that. Now, turning to the number 11 car, it, his season has not been the greatest either. And in fact, the last four races, or actually the last five races for him, have sort of been not much to, to write back on. But they've been better than Riley Herbst. Uh, 21st at Talladega, 10th at Dover, 16th at Darlington, 22nd at Charlotte, and a 33rd at Portland. And if you're keeping score, that was one spot behind <laughs> Riley Herbst. But even still, uh, I, I think the 11 car should have had a better start. Uh, he started 10th, should have had a better day. He got into some trouble early, too. 
Uh, and <laughs> his car caught on fire. Well, that's what I'm saying. Basically. He got into trouble early with the car. Yeah, yeah. catching on fire. <laughs> uh, I think he would have finished better than uh, than did Riley Herbst. In Austin, the number 11 car finished sixth place. So a good solid finish for him earlier on this road course. And then uh, for Riley Herbst, a 10th place finish. So I'm just saying, I know that we've uh, we've faded both of these guys at one point in time. But now I'm taking the number 11 over Riley Herbst at minus 110. Yeah, I I looked at this one. I really did. It hasn't been great for him. For, oh, God. Oh, for what? For I, who? I almost cursed on this show. Wow, I'm so sorry for that. Uh, which I actually, I have a tangent about that here in a second, too. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yes, the number 11 car. It hasn't been super great for him the last couple of weeks. 33rd, 22nd, 16th. You have a 10th at Dover. Um, but for the most part this season, he's been fairly consistent. And it's just we've talked about Herps. Like, it sucks. Again, we hate it for the guy because half the time doesn't even seem like it's his fault. But he always finds trouble. So until then, you have to continue to fade him. Uh, and, and so I, I think that that is the right move. Um, I, I would like to take a, a quick break from uh, from giving bets. Right? Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, up. Uh, an Apple podcast review just popped up as we're recording this show. Uh-oh. So I want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, it's a one star. One stars, Rod. Oh, I love it. Uh, Let's it says go. terrible broadcasting and language skills, which is funny because we just read a review yesterday that said completely the opposite. It says, do a little work on your broadcasting skills. There's one guy who screams. <laughs> Both abuse the language. <laughs> it's an unpleasant listening experience. Um, so. First of all, Rod is like a professional radio guy. Maybe he listened last week, and that could be the case. So maybe he heard me hosting the show. I could see how that would upset you. I apologize. Luckily, Rod's back in the driver's seat this week. Uh, one guy who screams. Is that I don't me? know which guy that is. Do I scream? I, I, don't feel, I know I mean, I'm loud. Every once in a while, I get a little animated, I think. But screaming? And is it that often? We might be going a little bit far there. Uh, both abuse the language. I, I stumble through some words sometimes. Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's an unpleasant listening experience. Good news for you. You don't have to listen. So fucking leave. It's not an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Um, but if you are listening to this, if you do like the show, don't let this be the top review over on Apple podcasts, go leave a good review. And if you don't like the show, there's like, a trillion other podcasts out there. Just go listen to a different one. Again, not an airport. We don't have to announce our departures. Uh, but don't be like this guy. I want to call him out too because he's got a name. Uh, M M Dean. That's yeah. Sounds M. like M. a horrible Dean. name, mm. but uh, mm, yeah. Anyways, uh, don't be like M M Dean. Be be more positive. And uh, I don't think we scream. I think we. Maybe he maybe maybe it was my hosting last week. I, I'll give him something on that, but uh come on, come on, be better than that. So, it, so yes. If uh, you enjoy this show, if we've helped you win some money, if we've taught you anything about NASCAR, go leave us a nice review. Bury this guy in his lazy bum ass and uh let, don't be like that guy. I feel like <laughs> I feel like he left that review so that we could read it on because he knows that we read the reviews. He wants his fifteen seconds of fame. So uh you yeah. got your fifteen seconds there you of go, fame, MMD. bud. Dean. You got your 15 seconds of fame. Tune into the Discord next because I'm sure they'll be roasting you over there. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, if you if you can't if you can't pay the price for your crime, then don't do the crime. That's all I'm saying. 
Exactly. So. Okay. Anyways, I just it literally just popped up as we're recording this, so I wanted to talk about it because I thought. Hey, it was we read fun. them all. We told you we read them all. Hey. It doesn't matter. Yes, we will. Oh, we I'm will sorry. Read it. I'm sorry. Hang on. We read them all. So guess what? Yes, it happens. There. I I was gonna try and put together like a four. Well, there we go. I did it without even trying. I was gonna try and put together a poorly worded sentence, and uh, you just I did. did it without even trying to do it. So <laughs> there you go. That's for you, MMD, and uh, our abuse of the language. I love abusing the language. <laughs> okay, back to the bets. That's what you're all here for. Sorry for my little side tangent. Next up for me, uh, this one's over on Caesars Group D. I'm gonna take Chandler Smith plus two ten. I love this group. Rod, do you happen to have the your your thing queued up oh, over there. Yes, for, Ready? Uh, uh-huh. Okay, so in this group is of the number 11, Riley Herbst and Brandon Jones. This is an easy, easy play for me. Chandler Smith, he had a rough week last week, got into some issues multiple times throughout the race, still finished 16th. Herbst, we just got done talking about how bad he's been. Brandon Jones, I think we've mentioned his name like twice this season, and that's because he's sucked and we just pointed it out. It's been raw again. I hate if a lo- guy I love betting on last season, early this season I was trying to, um, but yeah, oof, it's it's been rough for Jones. So those two guys is as rough as it's been for them. And then for number eleven, I just said it, it's not been super easy, right? He might get a decent finish. I think he'll still uh, finish ahead of of Herbst, like you called out in your head to head. But I don't think that any of these guys are going to really compete with Chandler Smith at all. We've seen Chandler Smith. We talked about him last week. Mike and I did. He doesn't have a ton of uh, experience in the Xfinity series on road courses, but he was very good in the truck series. Um, and again, even despite all the issues he had last week, the one hesitation would be if he gets around Jeb Burton because Burton might be wanting to try and spin him out a little bit. But uh, I think that Chandler Smith is going to have a solid enough day to easily beat these other guys who have all just been struggling a lot lately. Um, so give me Chandler Smith, Group D, plus 210, over the number 11. Herbst and Brandon Jones. I love it. Again, it, in our yeah, the early one can cash, the 11 over Herbst can cash and then this one can cash as well and just take us all home. So I definitely still like the prospects of that one. Uh sorry, I I don't have a grasp on the English language to retort. So my my apologies out there to abuse this language. I'm going to just switch to AI so that any anything I say can just be uh propagated by artificial intelligence as it were uh all right my next bet my next bet will be ty gibbs as a top three car at plus 120 i'm sorry never mind uh my next bet's ty gibbs top three car plus 125 you talk about value and, and and pushing down value because of these cup guys this is exactly what this is ty gibbs wouldn't normally be at plus money for a top three in an xfinity race but because uh, like kyle arson's there almondinger's there even suarez if you really want to talk about it, i mean no he doesn't factor into the top three mix as much as ty gibbs does but for ty gibbs to be plus money at, at in an xfinity car on a road course at plus money for top three that's good value plus 125 for that, Ty Gibbs, as an Xfinity driver uh, this season, has a top three finish in Austin on the road course, and then a fifth place at Charlotte, where he did start third. So the, the second one wasn't a top three finish, but certainly was up there close enough to, to consider that close enough, in my opinion. I know close only happens in horseshoes and hand grenades, but uh, even still, two, two spots he can make up, especially on a road course, but he does have one top three road course finish. 
already this season. In his career, 12 road course starts in the Xfinity Series, three wins, five top fives, and seven top tens. Dude finishes up front every single time, and this has been with some road course guys, some uh, cup guys in the mix too. He, he does fight off these, these cup guys when he's in that series, which is why he's up in the cup series right now. That does not intimidate him anymore. He's raced with these guys every single week. So now he gets to be on what I guess you can consider home turf, right? The reigning Xfinity series champion coming back to, to dip into the car. He's still in the number 19. You know, he's still going to be running that, that Joe Gibbs car. Uh, he's going to be in that equipment. So, I mean, it's basically like this is his home, his home turf. And now these cup drivers are back there where he used to play. And and I think he's going to be able to hold his ground. I think a top three bet, like I said, at plus 125 is more than than generous for you to take for Ty Gibbs, who could very easily win this race, I guess, if, if you know you really want to think about it. I know I think you're going to make a case. No, you won't. And no. I'm not either. I want – so I love Ty Gibbs so much. This is like the perfect spot to try and find a way to bet on him. It just – wasn't much out there that I really like. You can get him in a head-to-head either against Almendinger or Larson, one of the two, at fairly good plus money. Again, if you listen to yesterday's Cup Series pick show, these top three guys, I think that that Larson is kind of the the leader of the group. But between the top three, it's pretty close. So if you're getting any of them plus money against the others, not a bad thing to look at. But I couldn't find a way. I love to bet on him. I do like the plus 125. I actually had almost written that down before I found just some insane value on top threes. So that's where I'm going next. I'm taking both of these guys to finish in the top three. Likely not going to hit both, although that'd be great. But if one of them hits, it's going to be better than hitting the winner, most likely. Sam Mayer, top three is 10 to 1. Josh Berry, top three, 13 to 1. Both over on Barstool Sportsbook. Uh, Sam Mayer finished third here last week, or third at Portland last week after starting 36, having to fight his way all the way through the field. And Josh Berry finished in fourth. We talked, Mike and I both talked about these guys last week as well. They're just very good, very consistent on, on road courses. They don't have the wins yet, no, but they're guys. And this was exactly what I said because we bet, I bet on both of these guys at 20 to one or more last week to win the race. And my point was they're going to be there in the end. They're going to be in the top five at the end of this race. The leaders might take each other out. That's how they're going to get this type of finish. And that's basically my case again here this week, right? They're going to be running top five, maybe top seven. We'll say top ten for sure, I think, barring any any big incidents earlier on in the race. These guys are good enough. They're going to be running up there. They're in solid JRM equipment. Um, again, with Mayer, third place last week after starting all the way in the back. He had a seventh at Coda. Uh, and then last year, 11th the Roval, seventh at Indy, a fifth place at Coda. You go over to Josh Berry, ten or nine starts on road courses in his Xfinity Series career seven top 10 finishes. He's always in the mix. That's all I'm asking from these guys. Be in the mix, have a chance at the end. They don't have to beat Larson. They don't have to beat Allmendinger. They don't have to beat all three of the guys with Gibbs thrown in there. They just have to finish in the top three. If either any of those three guys has any issues, if they get, how many times have we seen where the leaders wreck each other at the end of these road course races? We saw it in Xfinity last year. It was was it Byron and, and Gibbs just going back and forth to Watkins Glen, take each other out. Kyle Larson ends up winning the race, and other guys get up into that top three. That's what you're looking for on a bet like this. At 10 to 1, at 13 to 1, there's a lot of value in guys that are going to be hanging out in the top five or the top 10 
at the end of this race and have the opportunity to put themselves in position. Are they going to win the race? Probably not, but they could, right? But all you have to do is get in the top three and you're cashing what's going to be better than betting on one of these favorites to win the race as far as odds-wise. So another example of, yes, there's cup guys in this race, but amazing the amount of value that it can bring to these types of bets. Sam Mayer finished third place last week at a road course, and he's 10-1 to 1 to do it this week. I get that these three guys are in the field that weren't in the field, but if he finished in third, you had these three guys that's still sixth place, that's still right there in position to take it. Um, so give me both Sam Mayer, top three at 10 to one and Josh Berry, a top three at 13 to one over on Barstool. And look, Mayer had to go from the back of the field to the front. So, you know, that was a fast car. So definitely uh, something to look out for this week as well. Uh, I like that. You know, I love me some JRM, so I will take that and run with it as well. Uh, all right. I'm going to give out my winning car bet of the week because uh, that's just the way I roll. And I scream. So I'm going to scream this out loud to the top. Winning car number. Take uh, the number. <laughs> take the number over 16 and a half. That's minus 110 over on Caesars. What do you get for that price? Well, over 16 and a half gets you Kyle Larson. First and foremost, you got to like that. It gives you Ty Gibbs. It gives you John Hunter Nemechek. It gives you Austin Hill. It gives you even, I, you don't want Eric Almarola, but it gives you the him. Um, and then at the very least, it gives you Ross Chastain if he finds his way to get uh, just, I don't know, if he, if he figures out how to drive that 91 car better then that works. Or, and then it also gives you Riley Herbs, depending on if he decides to, to learn how to, how to play and play nicely. So, I mean, even still, for the price that you get, both Gibbs and Larson and Nemechek and Hill, those four drivers in and of themselves, that's enough coverage for to, to justify a minus 110 on this uh, 16 and a half over. I like that. I was going to do even and odd, but I do like the fact that the, the over 16 and a half, like I said, gives you those four cars where if you were to take just even or odd, you're kind of gacked yourself out because the odd would give you Kyle Larson. The odd would give you Austin Hill. And, and, but yet the even gives you uh Ty or uh, no, Ty Gibbs is odd as well, but I don't know. It's just, you get, you don't get John Hunter Nemechek in that mix. And I, I kind of wanted the John Hunter Nemechek coverage just in case. So I do like that. I do like those four drivers. And I think minus one twenty or minus one ten is a decent enough price for that bet. Yeah. Just perfect placement by the books on this 16 and a half, obviously Allmendinger's in the 16 and Larson's in the 17. So makes sense to to split it right down the middle and put them on either side. But I do agree with you. You get the two of the three favorites, right, by going over Austin Hills in that mix. Um, if a guy like Mayor or Barry under that number hits, spoiler alert, you're going to like their number better anyways by themselves. And with the guy you're going to give out to win, I don't want to spoil that, but playing both that guy to win and then taking this number uh, over 16 and a half as well, it's going to make sense because it's going to balance itself out. So uh, I, I really like that strategy. Beautiful stuff. All right, we got winners to get to, but we will do that in a second. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. 
And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. It is that time to pick the winners of this DoorDash 250 over at the Sonoma Raceway. Again, in beautiful, beautiful Sonoma, California, which I will be enjoying driving through the wine fields to get to this track and uh, and getting a chance to watch this race happen. Well, maybe not this race, but a race on this track. <laughs> I want to try to get out. I, I'll see if my, my credentials cover both days. Yeah, it, if you can. Like, I went to the race where we had like arca and trucks the day before and then cup the you know on sunday and it was great to be there for the truck race it was a really good time uh so definitely try and get out if you can plus you got all these cup series stars in the xfinity race to make it exciting um so for winners i'm going to start with kyle larson i think that again kind of the same conversation we had yesterday right pick your poison of these three guys you've got larson plus 260 ish you got dinger at plus 300 Gibbs is at plus 500. So it's not exactly the same, you know, where all three of the other guys in the Cup Series are kind of all across the board. And I think this is appropriately priced. I think that Larson is the best of them, but not by much over Allmendinger. And I think Gibbs is just slightly behind both of them. So I do think it's it's appropriately priced. I think same thing here. You just kind of pick your poison. Whichever guy you want. I was really hoping Gibbs was just a If Gibbs was like 7-1 to one or something, I would have put him in here with Larson. Five to one. I didn't want to take both of them just because it, it brings your value down so much. Larson, I think, is the best driver in the best car. It's a Hendrick car. We've seen the 17 car be good. We know how good he is here at Sonoma specifically. The five poles in a row. He's been good. He had the fastest car in the cup race last year before he ended up having the bad pit strategy. The tire fell off. Still got a somewhat decent finish. Um, so I don't need to go on and on about Larson. Plus 260 is the best line I've found over on points bet. Um, but plus 250 most places. So Shop around if you can get that little extra value. And then uh, with a, with giving out a guy at plus 260, I don't normally have three other winners, but at the amazing value you're finding these guys, like you've got to sprinkle a little bit because these guys are capable of winning. Again, it's likely going to be Larson Allmendinger or Gibbs that wins this. I, that, that's not a secret, right? They're the best three by a, by a handful, and we fully expect that one of those three guys wins this race. But... You know the scenarios. You know how things can happen. We saw it in the cup race here last year. The best two cars didn't win, and it ended up being a shot in Daniel Suarez. We've seen it other places. I just got done talking about Watkins Glen. The two leaders, the best cars on the day, took each other out. Somebody else wins the race. It can happen. So in case it does, guys that are likely going to have themselves in position to steal that win, Parker Kligerman decides to take out half the field on a late race restart. We've seen it last week, right? It can happen. So in addition to Larson, over on MGM, give me John Hunter check at 25-1. to 1. I still think you take Austin Hill in a head-to-head over John Hunter because I think that that's the proper bet. So I'm not walking that back. But John Hunter was in the mix to win stage one, was in the mix to win stage two, and then things went rough for him in stage three. He had a couple of run-ins with a couple different guys, Sheldon Creed and Sammy Smith. But he was a very, very good car on the day. He's been the best car all season. At 25 to 1, I think you've got to take something on him. He was only like 10 to 1 last week. His odds have gone up that much after running a very good race throughout the day. So I think he's worth a sprinkle. Sam Mayer, last week I got him at 20 to 1. This week he's 40 to 1. He drove from 36 to third. We just got done talking about how good he was. 40 to 1 can be in position. Joshua Berry, 
over on Sportsbook Rod or on Superbook rather. It is a sports book, but it's Superbook Sportsbook. 80 to 1. This is the appropriate time for me to scream that he's 80 to 1 and go get it right now, please. Because this is crazy. Josh Berry should not be 80 to 1. He finished fourth place last week. And again, in nine road course starts, seven top 10 finishes. Puts himself in position. We've not seen the win yet. Is he a long shot for a reason? Yes. Should he be 80 to 1? Absolutely fucking not. Go take Josh Berry. 80 to 1 on Superbook. That is way too much value. So, again, just to recap quickly, Larson plus 260. I think you throw a couple units on that because that's likely the most likely to happen. But some sprinkle insurance on John Hunter at 20 to 1 on MGM. Sam Mayer, 40 to 1 on Barstool. Josh Berry, 80 to 1 on Superbook. Yeah, again, it's it's the whole thing where when we do, especially when we talk about F1, it's the same type of thing. It's like, look, this may be a foregone conclusion. This may be exactly the way this shakes out. So we'd be irresponsible to tell you that it's not going to happen just because we want to fade just for the sake of fading, you know, just to be like, ah, oh, no, no, you can't get that to happen. No, Larson can't win. Blah, blah. No, Car- Larson's probably going to win. But we also want to give you some responsible ways to hedge just in case that doesn't happen. Uh, same thing with me. I mean, obviously, I, I didn't get cute la- yesterday during the Cup Series race. I did take Larson for that one. I, I just said, you know, might as well because that's probably what's going to happen. So, yeah, take Larson, put something on him. But also, if you really want, and and I'm going to take the other end of, of this, and I'm going to say A.J. Allmendinger, again, at plus 300, pretty decent value. That plus 300 you can find over on BetMGM. So uh, I like that price uh, better than the 225 that he's at in other places. And I did see him at 250 and other. But, yeah, A.J. Allmendinger plus 300, I, I don't hate that. You know, it's something that I, I can get behind. I do think that he's going to compete. He's obviously one of the more successful road course racers in the Xfinity series ever. So it's kind of not good to think that he wouldn't be able to do it here, despite the fact that Kyle Larson's in or anybody else. You know, I think it really is going to be between him and Larson. And like you said, Ty Gibbs, if you want to throw Ty Gibbs in the mix as well. So between the three, I'm going to pick Dinger. I'm going to go with the plus 300 side of that. And I think that's a pretty decent hedge for me. I think it could be even between those two all day long, depending on where they qualify too. And and I guess we saw it in Portland yesterday or last week too, rather where you know sometimes it doesn't matter where you start. Cole Custer started uh, what dead last, right? Almost dead last. Yeah, and drove yeah, his he had way to, go to the back front. of the field. Yeah, yeah. and and he won. And Mayer started thirty six and, and ends up third. So yeah, so yeah, in Xfinity you can kind of do it a little easier. Road courses now, and these aren't going to be stationary stops, two pit stops. These are actually going to be full fledged yeah. pit and stops. I, We've kind of forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show. There was a lot of news today, but it will be. Last week, we had the right. They read after the stages, the, the stationary pit stops. Not the case this week. No stage cautions. They will not stop it for cautions, much like the Cup Series, the same exact thing we talked about yesterday. It'll be live pit stops since they're with the Cup Series again. Uh, so that is to note. And, and when you're taking guys like Larson, when you're taking guys like Almondinger, that plays a lot more into their favor because if it is a caution-free race or where there's not many cautions, those are the types of guys that are just going to run away with it and could have huge, huge leads uh, and, and not have to stop, you know, not have that stage caution to break it up. If there's not a caution later, they could have already run away with it and have it in the bag late if, if it continues to stay green. Yeah, so I'm definitely banking on that to happen. And, and like I said, Dinger should be there in the mix with it. Uh, and then I'll take uh, I'll take Justin Allgaier. Uh, that's that's going to be my longer shot. He's 15-1. to 1. 
it's just we talked about so finishing these, second last yes, week. Yes, second God. last week, right? And yes. and finished second Crazy. last week, but also to to lead twenty three of the laps in that race, he was in front and a very solid looking car out there. And so, and if if it wasn't for that last caution, Allgaier was winning that. Oh, and, easily. Yeah, and oh, Mike had given that out on the show last week. I was rooting for it hardcore for him. So close. Yeah. So I, I think that that can be the same sort of scenario we get this week too. Again, with the Cup guys, it's very difficult to, to have that. But if he can run that well again next week, maybe he can put together a pretty decent run to get up there to the front and, and hold off these Cup guys. Because it, it's not like they're invincible. It's not, you know, any anybody can beat these guys on, on any given Sunday or any given Saturday, I guess, as it were. Uh, so, yeah, I yeah. just... and. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, there's again, it's likely going to be one of them. I want to make sure you know that, but things can go wrong. They can have mechanical issues. They can get caught up in wrecks. They can have pit penalties. They could be speeding in the pits. They, you know, a tire can fall off. There's any number of things that can go wrong for these guys. And how many times have we seen it in the truck series this year? And even in the Xfinity series this year, the cup guys don't always win these races. Yes, they're favored, and yes, they're going to likely be the best if everything goes perfect. But that's why they're on the race, Rod, because it doesn't always go perfect. Hardly ever goes perfect. That's that's the good <laughs> yeah. thing about it, I suppose. <laughs> We'd be a lot richer if it went perfect every week, <laughs> wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would. Uh, maybe we wouldn't keep getting one-star reviews. But uh, anyways, uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. I'm going to scream at you the bets for this week for the DoorDash 250 from the Sonoma Raceway, Cody started you out with uh, Austin Hill over Ross Chastain at minus 120 over there on DK. That is his edge double down boosting play of the day. Uh, definitely nail that one down. I echoed it. I actually had it in my sheet, <clears throat> but I did change the uh, the bet to Austin Hill over John Hunter Nemechek at minus 120 over on Caesars. Cody gave you Cole Custer over Creed at minus 110 over on Superbook. I gave you Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman at minus 110 on Superbook as well. Cody gave you Justin Allgaier over Daniel Suarez at minus 110 on DraftKings. I gave you the number 11 car over Riley Herbst at minus 110 on Caesars. Cody gave you Chandler Smith to win Group D that includes the number 11 car, Riley Herbst and Brandon Jones. I gave you the Gibbs top three at plus 125. And then Cody gave you Sam Mayer as a top three at 10 to one and Josh Berry, Joshua Berry as a top three car at 13 to one. My edge double down play is going to be the winning car number over 16 and a half at minus 110 over there on Caesars. And then Cody gave you Kyle Larson at plus 260, John Hunter Nemechek at 25 to one, Sam Mayer at 40 to one and Joshua Berry at 80 to one to win this race. I gave you AJ Allmendinger at three to one. And then Justin Allgaier at 15 to 1 to win this race. Cody, we have reached the end of the betting card. Like I said, I can't wait for this. Not just because I'm going to be there on Sunday, but just because I, I do love me some good old fashioned road racing. And two weeks in a row for Xfinity has been a, a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad NASCAR gave this to us. Yes, and they put on a hell of a show last week. We talked about that in the recap on Monday. I mean, just constant battles. Nobody ever really ran away with that race. It could be a little different this week, but you've got Larson, you got Allmendinger, you got Gibbs, like three of the best road course racers, period, in all of NASCAR, going to be duking it out here. 
along with all the Xfinity Series regulars. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good week of racing. And again, a lot of value on the board here. A couple of long shots. Again, just, you know, sprinkle different things out there. You hit one of these things and it can make your day really good. Maybe you can double down. Maybe Josh Berry hits our 80 to one and, uh, and we're eating good this weekend. We'll see, but, uh, it's going to be a fun, fun weekend, fun race. Um, and yeah, there's just, man, so much value on the board this week. I love to see it. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. Well, you can continue the discussion in the Discord channel, so make sure you get over there and, and talk to us. we still got a lot of stuff going on in that Discord channel, and uh, yeah, have some fun with us this week. All right, Cody. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow with trucks, and then, of course, to close out the week with uh, a fun... Uh, uh, actually, no, no, I'm sorry, not trucks. Tomorrow is going to be DFS. No. DFS. Then we'll yep. have a fun bonus bets show. Yeah. Um, forgive me for abusing our... our uh, our you know language here i don't know language what to do. everything yes but by the way if you stuck around this long at this point in the show thank you very much we greatly appreciate you <laughs> go leave us a review right takes take five seconds it doesn't it don't take that long click five stars this is a great show you don't have to say that you don't have to get as in de- as in detail as james did yesterday's review we love to read it we love to see it and we'll gush all over you if you do but just go go tap that five stars write a little something uh we would greatly appreciate it bosses love to see it makes us feel better you know, now I feel like I was a horrible host last week. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck that guy. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, uh, no. Anyways, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, went and saw High Limits Sprint Car Racing last week. Kyle Larson series, or last night rather, was here close to my town. Super fun. If that's going to be anywhere close to you, go see it. It was a great racing, fun time. Posted some videos and videos and pictures over there. Uh, so go check it out. And uh, yeah, let's let's go make some Xfinity money this week, Rob. Let's go make some Xfinity money this week. I love it. Follow me on Twitter at RJV Gomez, where I will scream at you all the time and let you know what's going on. Uh, there's a link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether I'm screaming on In Between Media's back road or screaming at you through the four frequency sake articles that I put out. No matter where I'm screaming at you, I'm screaming at you. So have some fun uh, listening to that. Put your earplugs in. You might want to need them. Uh, All right, we will be back again with our DFS episode tomorrow. So much fun. We love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out with us for yet another episode of uh, of this show. So until tomorrow, let's go racing and let it ride.